today's podcast, we'll talk about confidence in the Fed's vision of the economy and the problem of risk. We'll show you why investors are climbing the wall of worry. Money Matters USA with Fred Sage. And you also need to work with your advisor to create multiple income streams. You're at the right place for information every week regarding all the components of a successful retirement plan. Asset allocation is really a driving force for how much your accounts are going to grow. Fred Sade is a financial fiduciary and retirement specialist. I have to put the client's interest ahead of my own pocketbook at, at all times. I must be able to justify why I'm making the recommendations. Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Hey, welcome into Money Matters USA. That is the name of this very informative podcast and also of the fiduciary firm headed up by Fred Sade. He's the founder and managing director of the firm Money Matters USA, and he helps many people in getting the strategies together for their retirement and taking into account, of course, people's personal lives, their unique financial situation, but also what's happening in the world. And that's what this podcast looks at a lot, uh, Fred. And you do look at so much because what happens in the world, it can affect uh, someone's retirement wherever they are. No, it's absolutely true. How are you, Dave? I'm good. How are you today, Fred? Oh, excellent, excellent. Good to be with you. I know we're going to talk Same about here. it. It looks like... Um, what you have planned for today, we're going to touch on inflation a little bit. We're going to touch on the Fed and what the Fed uh, is doing and maybe uh, the political quandary they could be in now. Um, and they may have to maintain status quo for a little bit and also look at risk. Uh, so you've got a full podcast lined up. A lot to get to in the 30 minutes. Do our best. Yeah, we'll do our best to get to it. Well, you know, let's start with the Fed then. And uh, you you're saying that the Fed has a, a bit of a confidence problem. Yeah, it does have a, a confidence problem because, as you pointed out uh, at the beginning, uh, people are concerned about where, where the politics comes in here. We, we all know that Chairman Powell's done a good job, and he wants to be reappointed. He has support from uh, Dr. Yellen, Janet Yellen, and uh, chances are he will be reappointed, but he's not going to do anything that's going to upset President uh, Biden. So when does the tapering start? And, and we're talking about a cutback. We're not talking about ending. So the guessing right now uh, is, well, first quarter of 2022. That's a lot different than, you know, tapering in, in October or, or November. They would stop and, some um, of their stimulus spending themselves. Is that well? Yeah, that's 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 another issue. These emergency COVID payments are, are gonna are gonna stop. We we already have seen that uh, aggregate demand was slowing down. Yeah, I knew that. It's, but well, is it also stimulus if they buy bonds? I mean, you yeah, know, with what yeah, the Fed is putting, doing. They're, yes, they're putting money into the economy. Right, right, right. So, and either way and you look at it, sell, it's stimulus, right? They're taking money out. Mm -hmm. So, what, what if? I mean, some some economists, some academic economists, are looking at their econometric models and saying, you know what? Once the Fed starts to taper, and the COVID emergency spending stops. Mm -hmm. 
we could even get one or two quarters of zero growth. Which is a recession, right, if it's two? Yeah, that's exactly right. Now, we have another problem. Again, back to confidence. The the Fed said, here's our goal, 2% inflation. We haven't been able to hit it, but that's our goal. And we want to have the maximum amount of employment, which will not cause inflation. Again, that's the Laffer curve, which said that if you have employment, uh, that employment, uh, unemployment uh, had, had couldn't go uh, beyond the, um, you know, excuse me, that full employment was defined as five <laughs> percent unemployment. Okay, get, that, that, it's very convoluted. But it's like La- some Laffer, people are unemployable for whatever, maybe health reasons or whatever. Is that where? Oh, you, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but but Laffer argued that if uh, if you got to full apl- in full employment, full employment meaning about you know two three percent unemployment, uh, then that would be highly inflationary. Well, so far Laffer has been proven wrong. We, we haven't had you know inflation at, at 3% uh, unemployment. Now, we do have inflation, and that's another issue because the Fed said, well, uh, it's going to be transitory. Well, what does transitory mean? Uh, my idea, most people's idea of transitory is a few weeks, a few months, but now, you know, they're talking about uh, two, three, four, five years. That's hardly uh, transitory. And we know that uh, inflation is hot right now. It's over 5% for consumers and over 8% uh, on the wholesale side. Now, the problem with CPI is that so many things are not in CPI. It's hard to trust the number. What An example would be price of, of fuel, price of gasoline is not in CPI. Um, that's crazy food that that's not. isn't in CPI. I yeah. mean, I, I had to stop in at the... Uh, supermarket this weekend. My wife asked me to do some fill-ins for her while she uh, ran some other errands. And I couldn't believe the price of stuff. And there's incredible supply chain problems. Yeah. I mean, the, lots oh, of the shelves massive. are empty. It's yeah. like the heart of the, you know, heart of the pandemic. A lot of restaurants yeah, are having the same issue with just not having what they need, being having it delivered to them. Uh, they're not getting it. What they yeah, need I was talking, uh, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I was talking to one of my neighbors who's an owner-operator. Uh, he's a 1099 employee of a major food uh, distributor. And he was telling me <clears throat> that even when they deliver, and he has a full trailer load of stuff, he said there's nobody to unload it. Right. It's a, so he it's said he not- delivered recently to a local Walmart. He said... I had to unload the entire truck because they had one person oh, that yeah. they finally were able to spare a supervisor. I've heard it. I, I, I grabbed, we, we record on a weekday. I grabbed lunch at a place. It's just kind of a diner type place. Um, and they normally stay up until nine at night, at least. They had a sign on the door closing at five. Sorry. I mean, and I don't blame that place. They're, they can't hire. No, yeah. they're having hiring issues i don't know what's going on it's really weird you know i was going to ask you since we're before we move off the subject of the fed looking at what powell may (laughs) may do what powell may do as opposed to what um and i know it's apples and oranges really but paul volcker fed chairman in in 79 and some of those really almost a drastic response he had to that 11 plus percent inflation yeah, well, Volcker 
Volker is interesting, um, you know, in, in that he agreed to stay on uh, for, uh, for the good Reagan. of the country. Yeah. Well, no, I, I, uh, um, uh, I was partners in a business, and uh, my partner uh, uh, had, a, had a meeting with Paul Volcker. It was a lunch mm-hmm. at Volcker's desk when he was at the New York Stock Exchange. My partner said to me, um, I, I asked uh, uh, Dr. Volcker if he would mind if, if you came along. He said, no. He said he'd be happy to talk to another PhD economist. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he was having a, um, uh, a tuna fish sandwich at his desk. And, and I had a uh, chicken salad sandwich, and I forget what my partner Bernie had. But anyway, uh, we had an interesting conversation, uh, pretty freewheeling for about an hour and 15 minutes. And um, uh, he, he said to me, he said, I'll answer the question that, you, that you're too polite to ask me, which is why did I stay on? And he said, because I, I, I felt that the country was, was uh, in, in immense danger. Uh, given the rate of uh, inflation, and yeah. he said, "I didn't want this to be Central Europe, you know, circa 1920, you know, the 1920s." Oh gosh, no, yeah. And he said, "I was," he said, "I was frankly afraid of of a default and a, a devaluation uh, of the of the currency uh, that that would lead to tremendous." Uh, problems uh, uh, in uh, international settlements uh, if the, if the dollar was was um, was disregarded as as being an unwieldy, untrustworthy uh, currency. He yeah. said that you know there's no possibility you could go back uh, you know to to pound to the pound sterling uh, as being the uh, international. Hmm. Uh, currency, he said, Swiss francs. He said, you know, people right. overvalue, you know, Swiss francs. He said, but their economy is only a fraction of ours. He said, I'm not knocking Switzerland, but right. you know, uh, who's kidding who here? Well, and, you know, he had just come in, been appointed, right, in 79 yeah. when he made some yeah. drastic moves. Yeah, he did. Uh, and he was determined to squash inflation with, with uh, President Reagan's full support. Uh, and uh, Reagan trusted him uh, to do that, and, and he did, and, and uh, made an, an incredible amount of difference uh, between you know between uh, what happened under Reagan once infl- once the worst of inflation was squeezed out of the of the con- of the economy. Now I you know it, you know after his presidency, we learned that Jimmy Carter was a pretty decent. You know, well-meaning, uh, you know, person. But but during the time of his presidency, you know, we had stagflation, and and it was an impossible, uh, you know, situation. Well, Volcker started it when it went during the Carter administration in '79. But man, we started to see major effects during oh, Reagan yeah. administration. From I think it was at '80, was it like 13 percent? I mean, it was it was crazy. And then by '83, it was down to three percent, I believe. Well, I, I, rem- I remember uh, a house uh, that we uh, that we sold in Morris County, uh, where my mortgage was eighteen point five percent. We bought a, we bought a house in Union County where the mortgage was just about fifteen percent, and and the, the bank in Morris County said, "How fast um, can we get the money?" I said, "Why?" He said, "Because you have cheap money." I said, "At eighteen percent, my next mortgage is 15. He said, "Yeah, but we're lending at twenty twenty one percent." 
Oh, my goodness. Well, now, I may have been wrong on the 83 interest rate. I don't know. That's more your area. But I know it was it was the the early 80s and late 70s. It was sky high. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, absolutely. Look, I I remember certificates of deposit, you know, that were that were paying 15 percent or 12 percent. And the inflation rate was running hotter than that. So, uh, you know, so that the real rate of return was actually you know, negative rather than the nominal rate. I mean, are people buying treasury? I mean, that's really the re- one of the reasons for tips, uh, you know, so that you get some inflation protection. But I know people were buying treasuries and their justification was, well, you know, we, we would get, we'll get the tax benefit. Yeah, but, but, you're, but, on, but on a net present value basis, you're losing money by doing this. Right? Yeah. So why, why you lose... <laughs> Um, you get a you get a tax benefit, but but it's on a but it's on a but you're going to have lesser capital. Yeah, In fact, you're getting back less money wow. than what you put out. I mean, it's 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 pretty much the situation in Germany right now, where 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 uh, government bonds uh, are are negative. Uh, people are people are lending the German government money and getting and getting a bunt back. It's the name of their bond mm-hmm. that's worth less. Than oh my gosh! What they wow. yeah so well security. Well, I mean, if if you want to do that, I mean, you you can you can be in in the U.S. Treasury market. Well, you know, we've seen we've seen a flight to Treasuries today uh, for you know for safety, uh, you know, because of the uh, China. Uh, situation on our day uh, of recording it was not a good day on wall street we recorded on september 20th 2021 this podcast and uh yeah rocky day on wall street um very much so yeah Uh, and 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 part part of that uh, is you know the the situation uh with 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 china i mean we, we you know the chinese system the legal system is it is virtually non-existent. So now you've got legal risk and you've got regulatory risk from, from the Chinese Communist Party. Now we've got a real estate uh, a default, debacle. Right? Yeah, and you got to worry about capital yeah. management and debt. And so we don't even know if, if how many banks worldwide are going to be impacted. Uh, and we don't know whether, whether or not uh, this is a Lehman uh, moment or not, it's going to take a few days to figure this out. Wow! So it was moving to in, investments here or volatility, I should say. I did want to. Uh, I was actually correct on the inflation rate in '83 it was about three point two one percent. So yeah. we're starting to see the effects of what Volcker did back in '79. Yes, by 1983. Yeah, and um, we've had the benefit of of what Volcker did. You know, for 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 many years, you know, uh, just for people to get a baseline comparison uh, during the during the Eisenhower administration, I was a young kid, so I have no real memory of this. Uh-huh. This is just from my own study. Uh, you know, inflation was running at one percent. The economy was growing at three percent. Everybody was dumb, fat and happy. So then John F. Kennedy came in, and yeah, he reduced capital gains, reduced the nominal uh, federal income tax rate from, from down to seventy percent, from ninety. But 
inflation, because of government spending, inflation started to tick up. And the, the Treasury was worried about 1.25 to 1.33 inflation on a 3%, 3.25% and growth rate. Wow. Uh, so, I mean, everything is relative, right? Yeah, well, true, yeah. I mean, absolutely. That seems kind of yeah. cute now. <laughs> well, but you know, it, it I is. tell you what it, wasn't cute during Eisenhower's the t- top tax rate. <laughs> no, not no, not 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 at all. Not not just really a carryover from uh, Roosevelt and you know and and Truman. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Exactly. Should have it should have been reduced before you know before Kennedy uh, and you know, Latha wasn't uh, around at that. At that point, though, some people call him Methuselah, but that's not true. <laughs> but he's not quite Methuselah. No, not 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 quite. But but uh, you know, when when Harry Truman complained uh, about the do nothing Congress, he wasn't necessarily just talking about Republicans. He's talking about the Southern Democrats mm-hmm. that ran, you know, Ways and Means in the House and the Senate Finance Committee, and they didn't have any concept of the la- of uh, of Laffer's you know teachings and thinking but uh, they they did know that the new deal hadn't worked and and they didn't want Truman to reimpose the new deal they wanted to kickstart the economy and and, and they did uh, and and Truman ranted and raved about about it not to, not to knock Harry Truman he happens to be one of my favorite presidents for, for a lot of reasons. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, uh, but yeah, just, just looking at history, that's all. And that, that's uh, all it is. You know, I did want to make an observation about, uh, about the stock market also. Um, so far they have ignored all the potential tax changes and I don't expect them to really react until there's a lot more certainty about, What's actually going to pass? I mean, uh, Mansion and Cinema are, are pretty much holding, holding the line and and have their feet dug in. We can't do much about capital gains. We know that that's going to be effective September thirteenth because that was the day that the Ways and Means Committee started their markup. So we know that that's a done deal. But all the rest of the policies are, you know, such as higher income tax, estate taxes. Uh, any COVID-related special taxes, carried interest, any of that, you know, all of that is is still up in the air. We don't know, you know, what's going to happen uh, on, you know, on that. And so, other than this, uh, other than the so-called infrastructure bill, not sure what that what what uh, what else we're going to get. And neither is Wall Street, so they're not willing to react. So, I, uh, what's going on today uh, in the market doesn't have anything to do. Uh, with uh, with with tax policy, I may have to do with fiscal, with the anticipation of the end of fiscal uh, COVID-related stimulus. But even that, I don't think is uh, you know I, that's a moreover, that's a moreover point. Well, uh, on, on that, we um, well, I guess the two history nerds got a little bit of history in because I think you and I are kind of history nerds, so we got some of yeah, that. Yeah, we, we 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 are. And one other thing I should say, you know, sometimes September is called the September swoon, and historically, uh-huh. it, it uh, you know, it's always always a terrible month for the market, and 
you know, it just could be that the professional investors, the institutional investors, uh, they're the biggest investors, the uh, insurance companies, the uh, pension funds, you know, know, CalPERS uh, out in California. They could be adjusting how they see risk and and are just recalibrating against what they you know, what they were expecting before. So hopefully I mean, there's a lot going on hopefully uh, that right is now. And by the way, the debt ceiling is really a phony uh, issue. I know there's an article in the Wall Street Journal by uh, Dr. Yellen uh, worried about the debt ceiling. Uh, it's a phony issue. Uh, uh, Can you imagine if we could all just uh, on our own have the autonomy to raise our credit limit? Oh, I wish I wish I wish we could. But, you know, you know, uh, 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 quick history. Uh, historically, uh, prior to World War One, um, every time Congress wanted to uh, raise revenue and sell bonds, they needed the appro- the entire Congress had to approve that. If uh-huh. the Treasury wanted to do that, they in world, uh, start of World War One. They took that off and said, "Okay, you 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 don't need our approval. You can spend up to run up up to a certain amount." So the debt limit was supposed to be a help to the Treasury and not and not a hindrance. Right. But I don't know why Janet Yellen is complaining because the fact is, Leader McConnell told him the Republicans will vote for it. He know, she knows she's, she's got the Democrat votes. I, so I don't see what her issue is. Uh, it, it's not. It, it's it, well, she has. And, and McConnell told her, "Why don't you just have uh, Schumer bring it forward?" And, and, and we'll, we'll approve it. So I, I don't know what the real issue uh, here is, if there is any. What other, happened other than to They the, just want to stir the pot. I always heard, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you remember the old thing about Ronald Reagan and Tip O'Neill, or, you know, they they were buddies at night, you know, steak dinner or whatever. I know yeah. Reagan wasn't going out on the town for a steak dinner, but what happened to the old steak dinners where they could kind of work it out, you know, have their arguments for show, in public and then get behind it. I don't know how good that is. But. I, that's, that's a, that is a really good question. The, yeah. the, the divide is so great. There's so much dislike on, on both, you know, on both sides. I, I would say there's, there's real hatred uh, between Republicans and Democrats and the leadership, you know, of, of both parties in the House and in the Senate. Uh, I, I don't think that kind of get to And I mean, now there are some working groups, you know, uh, in in, uh, in both houses, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, we're, that are bipartisan. Uh, it, but uh, as far as the leadership goes, I think they profoundly dislike one another. <laughs> yeah, I think so. However, uh, whenever this comes up, there's always the talking head that says, "Yeah, well, at least it's not the 1850s where a senator got beat almost to death on the yeah. floor of the Senate." Um, I can't remember the actors in that, but they weren't actors. It really did happen. So I guess yeah. we're not quite there yet. Um, well, I hope not. <laughs> no, so, I, I mean, that, that's, you know, they do that in Korea right. and in Japan. I've seen they it. take yeah. off their shoes and bash people over the, <laughs> we don't need over to get the head there. or no, hit them with brass knuckles. Gosh, oh, gosh, if that ever comes to that, I mean, I I think I think it's all over. Yeah, well, I don't think so. I hope not. Good gracious. But it's been ugly politically throughout the history of this country. Um, um, and that's for sure. Um, coming up, we'll take a quick break and we'll have about eight minutes or so to look at 
the second part of this, and uh, you you can explain further why investors are what did you call it the wall climbing the wall of worry and yes. uh, and we'll look at risk too and, and market volatility. We'll get to as much of that as we can because I know you're going to devote some future podcasts to risk and breaking yes, down different levels of risk. That's coming up, but we'll get a quick preview of that after the break. You're listening to the podcast Money Matters USA. ever feel like you are fighting for financial knowledge you can get a copy of our hot off the press 401k survival guide or take advantage of a complimentary consultation valued at over 999 dollars contact fred sade at money matters usa 800-593-8188 800-593-8188 hey we're back with money matters usa and fred sade who does hold a Ph.D. in economics from Duke University. Uh, Fred Sade is the founder and managing director of Money Matters USA uh, in the financial services industry for many years. And he does put his focus on helping people get to retirement with the right strategies. So you shared with us you had you did have lunch with Paul Volcker and he said, yeah, I'll talk to another Ph.D. in economics. Uh, <laughs> He had tuna salad and you had chicken salad, or maybe it was the other way around. But what year no, was no, it? He, no, no, he had he had the tuna salad. You had the but chicken. I'm allergic to fish, so oh, I had the chicken okay. salad. I like chicken salad too. What? Uh, what? When was that? You lunched with Paul Volcker. Uh, early. Oh, early eighties? No, early about nineteen ninety two. Oh, he'd already been out of the Fed. Oh by yeah, then. he was. Okay. Yeah, he was gotcha. over at the New York Stock Exchange. I got you. Okay. Okay. That's 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 pretty good. That, I'm sure that was a, some fascinating conversation at that oh, lunch it, table. It, it, yeah, it it, it was. Uh, uh, he he said to me, you know, if, if it was if it wasn't early in the day, we'd go out and have some drinks. Man, <laughs> oh, that was what, what what's stopping you? <laughs> you got one shot with Paul Volker. You should say, well, it's five o'clock somewhere, Paul. That's that's what I did. Say. I said somewhere the, the sun doesn't set on the British Empire. How about that? <laughs> so he laughed. He said, "No, I hey, can't. you know what?" He I said, think "I can't. I can't do it today. I never had another opportunity." Oh man, that's a shame. I think it could it possibly now set on the British Empire. The sun may set on it now. I don't know. Well, they got some place. If it's not the, the French, have some uh, islands out in the Pacific. Yeah, I, you know, I guess it's five o'clock somewhere. That's yeah. right. That's it. Yeah. Well, now yeah, they got a dominion somewhere i mean I go to australia <laughs> sure. it's five o'clock <laughs> right 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 well like if for instance the u.s the u.s has well hawaii but also guam is a territory too yeah so i yeah. don't think the sun sets on the u.s either really we'll go to alaska uh, the sunset ever sets. <laughs> i know wouldn't that be weird i i knew someone who traveled there last year and they were they were posting videos of like three in the morning and it looked yes. like three in the afternoon that's weird. That really is. Yeah, it, well, it is. They they give you the double curtains, the blackout curtains. Yeah, you know, so you can draw it, so you can go to sleep. But it's very, very uh, strange. Uh, the the first the first night, 
I mean, you're, you're kind of, you know, Paris also, they call it a city of light because, it, it, you know, it doesn't get dark till almost midnight in Paris. Really? I didn't you know, know 10 o'clock at night, it's still I very light in did Paris. Did not know that's why they called it that. Huh. Yeah. Learn something new every day. I love to learn oh, things like well, that. Here we go. Thank you, Fred. Thank you. My pleasure. Now, you always provide information. And on this podcast, as we mentioned, you're going to devote some future podcasts to breaking down risk. But yes. let's start with the definition of risk. Well, the, the traditional definition of risk is that it's simply the possibility of losing money on an investment or, or on a business. And... Um, it's, there's a problem with that definition uh, because people only think about risk in the context of an investment. But risk is very individual. It's very specific. And once you get to retirement, it changes because it, it's, it's the change that separates and defines investment from asset accumulation when you are pre-retirement to the efficient distribution of assets in retirement where you are de-accumulating right. assets. And so the, the traditional definition is highly misleading because it's only looking at that accumulation stage. So Oh, yeah. I, you okay. Know, you know, it's, yeah, you know, if, if you want to kid around, do a Google search. You're gonna you're you're gonna find almost nothing on efficient distribution of assets and deaccumulation. You'll, I mean, you, you'll find three years worth, uh, maybe an exaggeration, maybe not, of of accumulating assets for retirement. Everybody's got an opinion. That's why I I I love to point out that you're a retirement specialist because you do you do focus on that and risk with that deaccumulation and, and I know that risk is also it's a personal thing as far as the tolerance one person may have over another but isn't it also a snapshot of the moment of time thing too like we talked about in the first segment where we are now and and what what yeah. we, and the, a lot of the unknown about what's coming. Yeah, uh, you know, one one of those apropos of that, one of the risks of retirement is taking on uh, excessive investment risk in retirement, because you're no longer investing for gains. You you have to make sure that your investments can provide the amount of income that you need to support your spending. Now that's what uh, this is. Um, uh, what's this is the way you have to look at 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 uh, at retirement. I have a certain amount of assets. Can those assets support the level that I need to spend uh, in retirement? So many retirees are willing to sacrifice at the upside of gain to to be buffered, to be protected on the downside. Now, modern portfolio thing uh, theory, doesn't apply any longer in retirement. It does apply when you're accumulating uh, assets because you're only looking at the amount of cash flow and you're investing for gain on an annual basis. And the only thing that limits you is your risk tolerance and your risk capacity. But modern portfolio theory is completely irrelevant uh, in, in retirement. What you're looking at is sequence of risk, and that's your enemy. Because if you get a down market early in retirement, you're going to dig a hole. And it's very hard to get out of that hole 
because your returns on the portfolio have to be significantly greater than the amount that you're withdrawing each year for the purpose of allowing you to make the withdrawals and at the same time to protect the portfolio. So when the market recovers, and it will recover, your portfolios are, are, can't participate in a full recovery. So in the long term, the sustainable withdrawal rate is now going to be below the average that you need. It's one of the reasons that you see people uh, who, you know, your first reaction is, gee whiz, I'm surprised that they're still working. But if you talk to them, and, and frequently I, I do strike up a conversation to see why they're working, you know, when you get paid, oh, I was bored watching television, you, you get to the real reason, which is that they, they needed the additional money because their assets couldn't support their spending. And that is right. a real issue. It's, you know, it's the a- other issue that I think is, uh, you know, really relevant right now is inflation. Now, the, the, uh, we always will have inflation and it's necessary. But at this, this rate of inflation, uh, the, the amount of money that you need to take out of the portfolio, if you're portfolio dependent, uh, is much higher than you could ever have anticipated. Uh, and it's one thing to say, OK, I'm going to cut back. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to get rid of HBO and I'm going to get rid of Showtime. I'm not trying to pick on them. It's just the first two things that came you know, to mind. Mm-hmm. And maybe we won't buy, you know, uh, some food delicacies, uh, you know, th- this month. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do without it uh, and we'll, you know, plan our meals more properly. Maybe we'll go to two meals a day instead of three and have a snack uh, in between. You know, I think, you know, some practical uh, things that you can could be health do, benefits there too. <laughs> yeah, sure there are, but it's not a long-term solution. I mean, the long-term solution is you have to find another source right. of capital. Yeah, and, exactly. and I have clients for whom this is becoming an, an increasing uh, issue as they get deeper and deeper uh, into retirement. They have the problem of, of uh, longevity that they didn't expect, and it's what Dr. Malevsky calls more, uh, longevity constraints. Because we don't know how long we're going to live, yeah. and people are afraid of this of longevity because they're afraid that they're going to run out of money, big fear, and they're yeah. going to run out of income. Well, I mean, and, and again, we're, you have so much to talk about in coming podcasts. But it is yes. it is important with whether it's longevity risk, inflation. I mean, you look at so much here, even later in your retirement cognitive ability. So we'll cover yes. that in future podcasts. I did want to mention the. Um, the 1850s event, it was 1856 in the Senate chamber, the United States Senate chamber. That's when uh, apparently Congressman, Representative Preston Brooks, went in the chamber of the Senate and attacked Senator Charles Sumner with his cane, his walking wow. cane. Oh, and yes, yes, near, yes, yes. Nearly killed him. So we're not there yet. And we don't, we hope we don't get there. Oh, hopefully we, we hopefully, hopefully saner. I wasn't people. suggesting we were, but it was in context of what we were talking about earlier and saying yeah. that the, the, we're so divisive, but we're not there. I had said earlier, the, a lot of talking heads always say, but we're not there yet. Well, <laughs> and I hope we don't God. get there. <laughs> yeah, really. Thank God or, or, or you know, or thank Thank the universe, whatever you believe in. Well, here we go. Um, I know that you provide a lot of great information here, so we've got a lot, a lot to talk about. And one good thing, too, I know you focus on, 
the moral of the story is always about proper retirement strategies, but I think it's cool, too, that you look at uh, events in the world, uh, events in Washington, proposed legislation that could affect the retirement universe, and anything that happens in, in the markets can affect the retirement universe. So it's great that you keep us up on all that, too, Fred. So we'll get together next week. We'll do this all over again. Oh, give them an 800 number, by the way. A good, good point, 800-593-8188. 800-593-8188. And you can actually set up a consultation. Um, and Fred, if you're if you're close to where you are located, and uh, you could come into the office, but uh, you have the ability, would you have the ability to set up then wherever podcast listeners are uh, a oh, virtual sure. meeting? Uh, okay, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it doesn't, it doesn't matter where they are. Okay, great. 800-593-8188. 8188 for Fred Sade and Money Matters USA. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Be sure to rate, like, share, and stay with us. We will be back at it again next week on Money Matters USA. Investment advisory services offered through Money Matters USA, LLC. Fred Sade and his guests provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell in any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to the securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Money Matters USA LLC. By contacting Money Matters USA, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.